What it do? What's up? How y'all doing today? This is episode six. No, this is episode five. It's one of them there episodes that come after four. Sometimes after the number four comes six. Well, actually, all the time. The number six comes after four, just not right after, unless you're counting by twos. But I digress. How are y'all today? It's been a minute. This episode is brought to you by Did You Know? Did you know that back in the day when George Foreman and Hulk Hogan, your brother, when they were a big thing, they were big things, big people. There was an idea floating around for a grill. So they asked Hulk Hogan first. They asked Hulk Hogan, they said, hey, look, man, we're going to do this thing and it's going to be a grill. It's going to knock out the fat. It's going to be great. We also have this other thing. It's an energy drink. Which one do you want? So Hulk Hogan thought about it for a second. He was like, mm, I don't know. What are the little Hulkamaniacs? What, what are they going to want, brother? Because you know something mean, Gene. So naturally, he picked the energy drink. This will get all the little Hulkamaniacs out of their seat while they're pumping caffeine into their veins and watching me run wild all over people. Probably never heard about it because it probably sucked. And then they just gave the grill, the old grill over to uh, George Foreman and say, hey, do something with this partner. Well, lo and behold, multi-million dollar empire George Foreman's knockout grill knocks out the fat. There's like a whole bunch of different versions of this grill. And Hulk Hogan regrets it to this day that he did not pick the grill. But could you imagine if he would have picked the grill? I mean, I don't think that would have went over well with the little Hulkamaniacs. Yeah, brother, put your cereal then and put your vitamins on this grill after you train. You know, I, don't, I just don't think that would have went too well. And then George Foreman having an energy drink. He's not exactly an energy type person. Although all of his kids who are named George, all of his boys are named George. You, there's some type of energy going on there. So today's episode, I really wanted to I wanted to focus on something that was more positive. <clears throat> I wanted to focus on something that might help your relationship. And that is love languages. Now, you may have heard of uh, Gary Chapman, who released a book a number of years ago uh, titled The Five Love Languages. And this is what this is based off of. Not trying to steal his thunder or anything like that, but... Um, you know, the key to understanding relationships is understanding how your partner wants to be loved and needs to be loved. Maybe you've heard about, you know, vaguely what these are, right? Well, let's go through them. 
They are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Those are the five love languages that uh, I believe it's, it's doctor. I want to get that straight. It might be Dr. Gary Chapman um, determined how we as humans interact with each other in relationships. Words of affirmation, just simple. I love you. I really like how you uh, wear that dress. Um, I love the fact that you took out the trash today. Words of affirmation, right? Quality time is just as it states. But here's the caveat with quality time. Some of you think that quality time means I'm just in the same room with my partner and we're just there. No. For a lot of individuals, this could mean no TV, no electronics, just me and you. Even if it's just you holding me, even if it's just we go to sleep, take a nap, make some Kool-Aid, sit out on the porch, but we're connecting in a way that we haven't all week, all day, that sort of thing. For some of us, it might mean let, let's sit down and watch a movie together. That's how we connect. Receiving gifts. Don't get this confused with being a gold digger. Receiving gifts is just, you know, if a guy comes home and says, baby, I was thinking about you and gives you some flowers. And that goes both ways, by the way, guys and gals. Guys can receive flowers, and it doesn't mean they're less of a man or more of a female or anything like that. There are some men who like to receive flowers, and that's a form of receiving gifts. It doesn't have to be expensive or lavish. It doesn't have to be like those Lexus commercials. By the way, those Lexus commercials... For me, they seem really, really unrealistic. Give the gift of BS for me because you're going to give a Lexus car. Have you guys ever priced those things? Man, you must have been a real good boy or girl this Christmas to receive a Lexus, especially in 2020, with all this stuff going on. If you receive a Lexus on Christmas, oh my gosh. I don't know if you'll ever be able to repay <laughs> that debt of gratitude. Anyway, receiving gifts, right? Next, we have acts of service. This one, it can be a little tricky, but it also can be the most rewarding. Acts of service are acts such as making breakfast in bed. Um taking out the trash without being asked, uh, putting the kids to bed without being asked, easing someone's burden without being asked, or when they do ask and you do it, and then they reward you with words of affirmation later. And the last one we have is physical touch. And this is holding hands, public displays of affection, hugs, 
you know, even such things, give me a piggyback ride, you know, wrestling, right? So those are the five love languages. Now, there are quizzes and tests all online that you can go to to um, see which category you fall into. Rather it be physical touch, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation. Here's the tricky part to it. Just because you like to be loved in a certain way does not necessarily mean that that's how your partner desires or needs to be loved. You can be like-minded. You could both love PDA and holding hands and that sort of thing. But when you really want that connection with your partner, what's your go-to? I can give you an example, a prime example. There are some women in the, in the workforce that go, 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 busy, busy, busy all the time, right? The last thing they want to think about when they come home is doing a bunch of stuff. So what appeals to them is their partner taking care of the kids, the chores, cooking dinner, acts of service. And that makes them, that turns them on you know, hotter than a fan in July. To flip the script, there are some dudes that like physical touch. Maybe you give them gifts and they're like, oh, thanks, babe. Thanks for thinking about me. But when they're really feeling down, they like for you to rub their back, run your fingers through their hair. What, um, what can be done, what should be done in your relationship, if you haven't done it already, you take the quiz, then your partner takes the quiz. And then you sit down and compare results. I bet you, I bet you a can of worms that's past its prime and a dollar that you're going to find out something about your partner that you did not know. When you take these quizzes, you should take them apart from each other and don't cheat. What did you put for number one? Well, I put this. Well, what did you put? No, don't take the quiz like that. That's cheating. That's manipulation. Stop that. Stop. Now, I know what you're thinking, some of you. But, Jimmy, I'm single. Why, why is this important? Well, do you know how you like to be loved? It's important that you know yourself as an individual how you like to be loved. If you don't know how you like to be loved, how in the world can you direct someone else to love you 
How in the world can you tell somebody what you need to feel loved if you yourself don't know what you need to feel loved? That's insane. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Now, I'm not going to get into the, you know, women can be more emotional than men or men don't want to. I'm not going to get into any of that. That's not what's important here. The important thing is you knowing yourself. And then if you're in a relationship, you knowing yourself first, sharing that with your partner and your partner will do the same. So then what do you do after you have these results and you compare them. We're going to go through two uh, examples. One, let's say you yourself are acts of service and your partner is quality time. Think about that juxtaposition. Think about acts of service, quality time. They kind of butt heads. In fact, they, they, they majorly butt heads. While you want somebody to do things for you and that makes you feel alive or more loved in the relationship, the other person just wants to spend time with you without having to do something. These are conversations. Both can be done successfully on a consistent basis. One person gets home from work, the one who likes acts of service, dinner is done, boom. Check mark. While you're eating dinner, you share how your day went with the other person and vice versa. Boom, check mark, quality time. And it's also important to check in with your partner. Hey, how are things going? Am I loving you okay? Don't play that game of, well, well, he or she should know. They should know how I like to be loved. They, they, should, they should know I shouldn't have to talk about. Yes, you should. Yes, you should. Yes, see. Yes, you should. Doesn't matter if you check in every day, every week, every month. Check in with your partner. Give you another scenario. Let's say your love language, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation are at the top and physical touches at the bottom. But your partner is the other way around where they love physical touch and they could really give a crap less what you say to them, right? These two can also butt heads as far as the types of love languages. But it can be done. Your partner gets home, the one that likes words of affirmation. Hey, babe, how was your day? Oh, this and this and that happened. Uh, that girl was crazy. I told you that girl was crazy, but I think you handled that well. You're awesome, babe. Words of affirmation. Boom. Check mark. And then when you've calmed down that person who likes the words of affirmation... They, you know, hey, how was your day, babe? As you hold their hands, 
you're checking in, you're asking about how their day is or was, and you're giving them that physical touch. Checkmate. Now, this isn't about checking off boxes or, well, I did my daily duty, I'm done. That's not what it's about. It's about consistently connecting with your partner. It's about having success in your relationship. It's about not focusing on the negative, but accentuating the positive. Positive meaning you know your love language, you know your partner's love language. And then adjustments can be made over time. Now, another wrinkle that can be thrown in is you may love words of affirmation when you're 17. But then when you're 25, you might like receiving gifts. But then when you're 40, you like physical touch. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It means that your love language has changed. It's evolved. It's enhanced over time, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's important that you do check-ins with yourself as well. This can be a great tool when we're talking about what do I get for my partner for their birthday, for Christmas, for Secretary's Day, for Grandparents' Day, for Arbor Day, and all the other days. We all know the, whether you want to believe it or not, that statistic, you know, over 50% or right at 50% of all marriages end in divorce. (sighs) Why? You could, you know, whatever. You pick the wrong person, um, indiscretion, whatever. But I'm a person that likes to do the pre more than the post. What things can you do to prevent that? Communication. It doesn't matter if you're two different people or not inside of a a marriage or relationship. Communication. Knowing each other's love language. I believe that that's essential. It doesn't matter if you, uh, well, I'm just in this for financial reasons. Uh, This was an arranged marriage. Um, Doesn't matter. You can grow into love. You can love somebody after you hated them for the first couple years. It's possible. So, uh, I have some homework for you guys. Not that I would know if you do it or not, but you're going to know if you do it. You should do a little research on love languages. Dr. Gary Chapman. Acts of service. Physical touch. Receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation. Which one are you? Which one is your partner? And for the bonus round, if you are single, or maybe you just got divorced or separated, 
and you're already thinking about dating again, what love language would appeal to you when you do start dating? Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See what I did there? See what I did there? Whew, that was a lot, right? Seemed like it was only like 10 minutes, but it wasn't. It was 20 minutes and 29 seconds, 30 seconds, 31, 32. Anyway, I hope this helps you guys and gals for the rest of the year with cuffing season, as they say. I wish for all of you to be safe, be healthy. There is still a pandemic going on. Rather you like it or not, rather you want to believe it or not, there is still a pandemic. People are still getting sick. People are still dying. Just wear the mask. Just do it. Just do it. Be mindful of other people. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. I thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank thank you. I'm so grateful for those that listen. I'm going to put it uh, out there for everyone to uh, to now, since I'm at five episodes sort of thing. But have a great rest of your week. Love you guys. And until next time.